Welcome to the 4 Men Podcast. I'm excited that you are joining us today. If this is your first time, welcome. If you are joining for the multiple times, welcome back. Um, I'm a big Survivor fan, so today I'm really excited to have Jonathan Young on the podcast. He was just on Season 42 of Survivor. Me, Sadie, and all of our family just finished watching Season 42. If you didn't watch it, Jonathan crushed all of his challenges. He lost 20 pounds on the show. He was super dominant, and he won almost all of the immunity challenges, and he really just just crushed it. He also has a world record for the most chin-ups in a minute with 100 pounds strapped to his back. And he also swam at the University of Alabama, even though it went to Auburn. That's okay. And probably, I don't know, I would argue maybe the most dominant physically survivor player in history. So Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Oh, what an introduction, Christian. I feel honored to be here, bro. Man, well, I'm, I'm really stoked for our conversation. And like I said, we, um, we over here in the Huff-Robertson household are huge survivor fans. And just seeing you, um, you know, whether it was individual immunity or working for your tribe and your team, I mean, you, you, you really accomplished almost everything that you could have done on the game except winning. You know, you came in, you came in fourth place, right? You came in fourth. Yeah, fourth yeah, place. You, you came in fourth. So I mean, you were you were near the top. If you won that competition at the end, you would have you would have had the uh, the opportunity to you know to to potentially win. You and Mike made fire, and unfortunately, you lost you lost that battle. But you really got to do everything on the show that you wanted to do. That's right. You know, next time, if there is a next time. I'm going to be starting fires every day before I get there, bro. Mike doesn't stand a chance. There you go. Well, it really is not fair because you had to make fire against a firefighter. So the odds of that are pretty, are pretty comical. I talked to him about it afterwards. I said, Mike, how did you know that if you threw a handful of wood on the fire that it was going to blow up like that? He's like, well, it's pine. It's a different kind of wood. And it's uh, the coconut husk was different. And Mike... Uh, he, he knew more about the product than I did. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, you know, right off the bat, I just want to go ahead and ask you, um, you know, so what did being on Survivor teach you both physically and spiritually? Because for those of you who don't know, you know, can you kind of explain really what the game of Survivor is and what the show Survivor is? And, you know, you film it in Fiji, so you're in one of the most beautiful places in the world to just, you know, God's creation. So, what did being on Survivor and just being out on the island teach you about yourself physically and spiritually? Yeah, so number one, I've been wanting to get on this since I was younger, since I was like 14 years old. I was on this show called Endurance, which is Survivor for Kids, essentially. I got out there, and you never really know what to expect because Survivor is real. Survivor mm -hmm. is the real deal, and I got yeah. to experience that firsthand. When you're not getting rice, they're not handing you anything behind the scenes. You're legit not eating anything but what you catch or what you gather. Yeah. So what I learned from it physically was I now know that if you don't eat, you're not going to be at your peak performance. Yeah. But I also learned that mind over matter is a real thing. I figured out that you can push your body uh, further than a lot of people think you can. There's a lot. God made it, I believe. So um, it's like this. If this is the real world and you have all this noise, God made it. So it's like, um, what's that? What's that thing? Frostbite. You know, yeah. when frostbite, your arms get off, your legs go off. The last thing standing is the organs. Same thing in your mind. When you're fasting, the most important thing is left. So you got to think about God and the game. 
I got yeah. to feel the presence of God like I've never felt him out there. It's a, it was a fast. I think fasting can be underrated. Yeah. It's legit, man. I could, I could, uh, I can, I can say that it's, it, it's real and it helps when you fast, you can feel the presence of, of God more. So that, that was a big, big thing for me to, was to be away from the noise. Yeah. I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to uh, worry about the things of this life. Jeff told me, Jeff goes, the only thing you have to worry about is you balancing on a beam. That's all you, that's all you have to worry about. It took yeah. away a lot and, um, it was good. It was a good reset for, yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like getting to wake up and go to sleep on an island in Fiji like that every day? Oh, it's a dream come true. At first, it's rough. Laying yeah. on the sand or on bamboo, um, sleeping the first few days was very rough. But you get yeah. used to it. I think, I think that uh, it helped me in the long run sleeping on a hard surface, bro. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I think it helped me. I've thought about going back to the floor, like sleeping on the floor, because there's something about sleeping on a hard surface that uh, it helps your body. Interesting. I, I, yeah. I've never known that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is a, um, a, a hypothetical question, and, and you might not know, but you might have an idea. Do you think that if you um, were not fasting every day and if you had your, um, your usual amount of food do you think that you would have won more challenges than you did oh yes yes sir if i if i had my 18 eggs and nine pieces of cheese i would be i'd be dominating you would have been dominant see it wouldn't even have been a competition at that point you, you probably would have gotten voted off a lot sooner than you did if you if you had your your full course meals i think so i think so my whole going into it i wanted to i wanted to be like a servant leader i wanted to give food uh, gather food, help build the shelter, everything that I did. I wanted, I wanted it to be hard for my tribe and for everybody else. If I got kicked off of the, of the show, then it would be way harder for everybody else to survive. No fish, nothing. So I, I I used that a lot and I didn't, I didn't, uh, take more than like a portion, right? So I would get a portion. If I catch five fish, I get one fish. The other four go to my other tribe mates. And it worked for a very long time, and I, I think that that helped me more than almost anything that I did. Yeah. So you've told me that you lost about 20, 25 pounds on the show. For those, of, for those who didn't watch the show, you know, what is your typical routine um, food-wise look like compared to going onto the show and having rice and really nothing to eat? Because you just shared, you know, 18 eggs and nine pieces of cheese. So. How many calories do you typically consume? And then what did you go from doing to not doing on the show? Yeah, so I tried to hit around 250 grams of protein a day. And I went from eating about two meals uh, for each. Uh, so if I, had a, if I had breakfast, I'd eat two breakfasts, mm-hmm. uh, two lunches, whatever the, because we're there quarantining for 14 days. And so I would try to eat two of what uh, other people were eating. Yeah. But getting out there, normally they give you rice. Normally that, until these past two seasons, they would, they would give you rice. But Jeff, the twist was, we're gonna bring it back to more of an old school feeling where you're not getting any rice. So that really hit me hard around day 20. I actually passed out uh, around day 20 because I was so dehydrated and depleted with no calories. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was a 
man, there were some days we probably had maybe 100, 200 calories just off of sea snails and hermit crabs. Yeah, because that's something else you don't think about. Not only are you not getting, you know, carbohydrates and proteins, but you're not getting electrolytes and, you know, sodium, potassium, all these other things that you really need to, to, to be able to function and compete at, at these challenges that are super physically demanding on your bodies. Oh, yeah. Very, very demanding. But hey, let me tell you, it was so worth it. It was the best experience I've ever had in my life and the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, for sure. So you're also, like I said, you're also a world record holder. So what, what do you hold a, uh, a world record for and where, where did that desire come to do that? And do you think you'll ever try to break another one or something? Yeah, I think that I might do it again. The one that I broke was the most pull-ups with a no, no, the most chin-ups with 100 pounds on my back in a minute. Uh, I broke that one, and I've tried a few in the past. I, I am feeling up to it. I'm feeling up to going for another one. Yeah. I don't know which one yet. I'm working on that. I think that if we have gifts that, that God has given us, then it's on us if, if we don't use them. So I don't know what that looks like in the future, but... I'll be, yeah. I'll be doing something. Yeah, that's cool. So is it like on the chin-ups, could you get off the bar? Did you have to be consecutively on the bar? Could you break or how did that you work? You get a it break. Just, so I would do about nine or 10, take a break, get back up there, do a couple more, get back up there, do a couple more. Try to keep the, the blood flowing in the arms because if you're up there too long, then the, the blood will, will leave. You want to shake them off. Give it a second. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many did you get? Uh, 15. 15. 15. How many could, how many could you rep out just in a minute with no with 100 pounds not on you? Probably ooh about 50. About 50? Yeah, Man, that's 50, impressive. 50 good ones. See, I I don't know what I could get, but I, it's not 50. Maybe 25. Hey, man, I've, I've seen your Instagram. I'm maybe, impressed with you, Christian. Maybe 25. Well, thank you, man. That means a lot coming from you. I'm not I'm not 6'4" 250. Um, but I'm a I'm I'm a little smaller and a little a little not as big as you are a little bit not much just a little bit just a little bit so you know as i said earlier you, you have a world record you've been a survivor you swam at, at alabama did you always grow up into in, into fitness and athletics yeah so from a very early age my my dad he uh he would wake my brother and i up and we would run up the side of a mountain and i was instilled with discipline that's one of the yeah. things that from an early age that he taught me and he would read me proverbs in the morning so it would be workout and proverbs and pull-ups came probably when i was three or four years old so it stuck with me pretty hard i don't know my brother's getting back into it my older brother's yeah. getting back into it but uh yeah that that's what he wanted to put into us and it stuck and i've been working out ever since so about 25, 26 years. And then after that whole time period, I started getting into weights seriously around 20 years old. I used to do a lot of body weight exercises. And I think that's real good for when you're younger, because if you're younger and you're lifting heavy weights, you know, that can hurt your growth plates. And I think that's yeah. a problem we have with a lot of football players when they're lifting heavy weights when they're younger, it hurts yeah. them. So I'm not a yeah. huge fan, fan of that. But uh, anyways, I met this, my mentor is Lex Luger, who was this big WWE wrestler. And he came down here to my church and I, I go, man, 
I want to be like this guy because number one, he loves the Lord. Yeah. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not fake by any means. Yeah. But what he what he preaches, he practices, and I I greatly admire this man. So I went up to him and I said, Mister Lex, I want to do what you did. And he goes, You got the look. And then he uh, he brought me up to uh, no Atlanta. Uh-huh. So I went up to Atlanta. I started training with him, and he gave me his personal workout program. And I started getting stronger and stronger. And then he uh, sent me down to Orlando to do a WWE tryout. That's cool. And uh, I've been there a couple times, and I didn't know about the w- enough about the WWE, so that didn't didn't take. Yeah, yeah that didn't, that one didn't work out. No, didn't work yeah. out. Maybe later in life. Yeah. Well, did did, did you play any other sports? Did you play football? Because I mean, if you look at you i feel like you would expect expect you to play football but you might not have yeah i i mostly did basketball tennis and soccer i never got big into football i i got into more water sports later in life i started swimming probably when i was about 14 Mm -hmm. and then i fell in love with the water in my later teen years so now like spear fishing and and surfing are really big for me. I'm a huge, I'm a huge water guy now. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, if if you're if you're watching on YouTube, Jonathan's hat says Young Strength. So what is you know? I feel like that's kind of your, you know, your workout stuff. So what what all is is Young Strength, and what are you hoping that that brings to people? I've thought about Young Strength for for years. I was like, what is what am I going to do with this? How's it going to help? And yeah, number one. Uh, it is fitness, but it's what you do with it. It's yeah. more functional fitness and whatever like God has given you, you pay it forward. So yeah. in return, whatever we sell off of Young Strength, we give a piece of the pie to Young Strength Missions. And that's something that the people that are on the board and, and I, we, we figure out where the money is needed and every bit of Young Strength Missions money goes to either Costa Rica to somebody that I've personally met with to see how she uses the money to feed families or in Bali where there's orphanages that uh, they they need help. So we send yeah. it out. to I've been to Bali to, to uh, help out there where I can. So all of it is very, it always goes, it all goes back to, to God, regardless yeah. of anything that I do. I want it to, I want it to echo an eternity for the Lord. Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned earlier, you ran up the side of a mountain when you were younger and your dad would would uh, yeah. would read Proverbs over you. So did you grow up a believer? Have you always been super strong in your faith? Or was there a moment in your life where, you know, where your faith really became your own? Yep. So what, for me, my early 20s and late teens, I was having a difficult time because the, the thing is when you said make your faith your own that's very important you listen to your yeah. family who my family is, is believers you listen to them all these years but when you come into a relationship with just you and Jesus it's a whole new thing so yeah after meeting Mr. Lex and spending time with him Mr. Lex is now in a wheelchair right and he uh-huh. had a body that was two or three times better than mine if you ever look him up he's the man and yeah. so anyways he's in a wheelchair and I saw how his faith was unshaken and I wanted to be like Mr. Lex because I saw how real he was. And um, that helped me a lot because I met him when I was 22. Yeah. And uh, I still to this day, I, w- I watch him 
and um, he helped me in my faith because I, I see, I see the clarity of, I see Jesus in Mr. Lex. So yeah, when I met Mr. Lex, I, it helped me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you try to spiritually discipline yourself? I mean, if you look at your, obviously you, you know, you're, you're super disciplined on your nutrition. I saw you post a workout video this morning. Um, you know, so for you, is it, is it prayer? Is it worship? Is it reading? How do you try to cultivate that relationship for you? So I listen to uh, sermons. That's one mm -hmm. thing that helps me is it, like theology. I like to dig deep, but I like yeah. to I like to read my Bible in the mornings. That's something that that helps me. I, I want to start the day off right. Yeah. Is I want to I want to be I want to get right with God, and then that'll help you live the rest of the day a little better. If you start off good, you can end yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. So starting off good is uh, is I think a big big deal to the lord so yeah did yeah. you have did you have any difficulties on the show you know because a lot of the a, a lot of the show is built on trust and in, in a in a sense but you also have to you know you have to a lot of people's faces so was that was that difficult for you how, how did you navigate you know yeah your faith but also playing to win a million dollars it was something that i thought about before going out there i yeah. got well, is this a game or is this real life? And I know a lot of people will take things very personally, even the, the viewers. Mm -hmm. They, uh, so I, I thought about it and I go, and I even talked to Mr. Lex, I go, is this, is this lying? And he would think about it with me and he said, no, this is a game. So in poker or there's this game called bull, uh -huh. it's a card game. Yeah. And you're, you're allowed, uh, the, the rules bull, are. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. the rules are yeah. you're allowed to lie. And it's not actually lying, it's part of the game. Same with Survivor. I don't equate the game of Survivor as to real life. I truly believe it's the best game like ever played. Survivor yeah. is amazing, but it's still a game. It's not yeah. real life. Yeah. And how have those how have those friendships because I feel like I'm not I don't really feel like I'm a, a, a sensitive person, but I feel like watching back on TV and, and I know that, you know, I know that they probably cut things to make things look a certain way, but you, you know, you, you see people say things and you're like, man, well, if, 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 if I would have known they thought that about me the whole time, then I would have, I would have maybe tried to, you know, work with so-and-so if, if, if they thought that about me. So how did you ever struggle going back and like watching the episodes and seeing what people said are, you know, is that the idea of it's just part of the game. I can't take it personal. I need to be thick skinned and not let that get to me. No, that's part of the game is what happens is real life and survivor collide for a lot of people. And once real life things like, um, for example, they're always, it's always going to happen. It happened yeah. with me. Like I truly felt the connection with the Lord right out there on survivor. Real things happen, but for me, I couldn't let things like uh, they uh, Jonathan won't align with me. I can't, I can't feel any sort of way about that because I had to stick to a game that would get me the furthest. It's nothing yeah. personal. Nothing is personal. It's what's going to take me furthest in this game. And once the game is over, everybody's going to know that I love them, and I'll tell them I love them. But I have to play this game. Yeah. What was your biggest? Because I think it was more so beginning of the show. I think it was the day that the, the, the waters were super rough and you basically hauled your whole team <laughs> to the beach. Was that, was, was that your biggest 
physical feat on the show, would you say? Because because I think that was the episode where they had to call the like they had to stop the the challenge because it was too difficult. Wasn't that yeah. was that the challenge? But then you were the That's only one that like made it out of the water, and you hauled everybody else out. And we were like, that is crazy. Yeah, dude, I'd been waiting for 14 years for that moment because I always <laughs> wanted to see what I could do when you're actually surviving. And I've been yeah. I've been wanting because I've honestly I've been training for it like my whole life. Yeah, and I got to see what I could do when it was crunch time when the waves were big, and yeah. Mr. Jeff, uh, he goes. Well, Jonathan, this is something that I've never really witnessed before. And I told Mr. Jeff that I said, I've been waiting, Mr. Jeff, for this moment to see what I can do. So, yeah, that was that was uh, that was a big moment for me. I felt pretty good. Yeah. Were you were you ever off to the side doing like push ups and pull ups on trees and stuff? Or were you saving were, were energy? You, you were saving all your energy, strictly saving energy. I didn't want to. I would do certain things for my tribe mates. And I wanted them to see it. That was something that was part of my tactic is yeah. I would give Omer a coconut and say, here, you want to try? And I'd let him try to open the coconut and it'd be real hard. And then I would come in there with my machete, cling, go, here you oh, go. And, and then and then he would be like, wow, we need Jonathan around here. We can't, yeah. we can't kick him off now. We're not going to have any yeah. coconuts. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think it was like halfway through the season and you were – I think you were up on the thing. Then Jeff looked at you and said, "Jonathan, you're you're starting to look more human." And we were watching with our whole family. We were like, "No, no, he's still, <laughs> he, no, he's still not there yet. He, he, he has some more weight to lose before he before he does that." But Thank yeah, I mean, you, it was bro. just it it was a really special season, man. Getting to getting to watch all the, um, it, I don't know, it was, it was just a special season. A lot of different um, ethnicities, a lot of different back backgrounds, a lot of different yeah people with different stories. And you know, when you put them on an island and you give them no food, you give them no shelter, it's really cool to see what humans do do with that. You know, we were created for relationships. We were created to be in community with one another. And when you get to physically immerse yourself with people like that, stranded, you really see just the beauty of, you know, of, of, of diversity, of cultures, of, of just different backgrounds, you know, people with different um, upbringings and all those different things. It was, it was a really special season to get to watch. And yeah, seeing you just physically dominate everything was just really we had never seen anything like it. And it was it was halfway through the season and I think Sadie's mom was like, You need to get Jonathan on the podcast. And I was like, I'm definitely gonna get Jonathan on the podcast because he yeah. is he, he is absolutely crushing it. Thank you, brother. And that's something that Survivor does very well, is they get all these different types of people and they strip them of everything and they go, Here are these humans that are completely stripped of what they had in the in the in war in in the in the, their life and we're going to put yeah. them on this island and they're all going to either get along or tear each other apart and it brings people together it, it brings people in my case it would bring everybody together and we got to see like you said different lifestyles different kinds of people i got to have a bromance with homer yeah. So it's a whole it's a, it's it's something that they do great and it was such an honor and a privilege that they picked me because yeah. you can't do that without yeah. without them picking. You can't just go survive. Yeah. Yeah, man, well it was special. Well, you know, something that we do on the podcast at at the very end is is we ask the guests to give a physical and a spiritual challenge and you are um yeah, it seems like you you are always picking out your own challenges for yourself to do. So 
what physical and spiritual challenge do you give? Yeah, number one is to wake up and connect with the Lord. Read, read the Bible, listen to some songs, get connected with the Lord every day, every morning. Start it off like that. Start good. Yeah. Number two, I would do uh, the physical challenge would also be at least five days a week. Get some activity. Move around. Make it count. Yeah. Makes you feel, once you work out five, six days a week, it gives you a enlightening feeling of clarity. I can think clear after a workout. Depression yeah. goes down. So that would be my challenges. Well, there you go. I, I'm going to get after them this week. That's right. Jonathan, man, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did not watch Season 42 Survivor, go buy it on Amazon and watch Jonathan uh, crush it on all of his physical challenges on this past season of Survivor. Thank you, brother. I hope that you really enjoyed today's episode with Jonathan from Season 42 of Survivor. So it's crazy to think that we've been doing this podcast for over six months now, which is wild, but something that's really important to us is your feedback. You know, what do you like? What do you don't like? What can we do better at? Um, leave a rating on the show, subscribe to our YouTube, comment on social media, give us a follow. But we just really want to know what we can be doing better and what we are doing good at. And if you could just leave us a rating and give us any feedback, that would be great. So this past weekend, I competed in my first powerlifting, weightlifting competition, whatever you want to call it. And I was really happy. I've been training for it for about eight to 10 weeks now, and I finally hit 500 on back squat. I hit 300 on bench, which I was happy with, and then I did 515 on deadlift, which was cool uh, to get to do that. And I think I honestly could have done more, but I did not want to hurt myself. So now I'm going to take a little bit of time off, and I'm going to kind of transition my training into more endurance, but also still with some heavy powerlifting stuff. So excited to um, kind of tease that a little bit, but also keep y'all um, in the loop of what I'm going to start training for here in the future. So obviously to put up those numbers, you know, I had to be somewhat disciplined with my nutrition. I'm not very over strict with it. You know, nutrition is definitely important, but for me, there's been times in my life where it's been unhealthy. So for me, the mindset I like to try to think of is I'm going to be healthy throughout the day. And then at nighttime, I'm not going to try to think about what I eat. So I typically try to eat around, I don't know, 3,000 to 5,000 calories a day. I really don't track it, but if I had a ballpark, that's what I would guess it is. And I get enough protein in, I get enough carbs in. Um, I don't track my macros, but I, I, I'm conscious of what I'm doing. You know, if I train that day, obviously I'll eat more and I'll uh, eat a little looser than if I don't train that day, I'll be a little bit more strict with, with what I'm eating. But I typically try to maybe do 70, 30, 60, 40 um, health to, you know, maybe foods that aren't super healthy. So that's typically what I try to do if I'm training for something. So obviously, I don't know everything about nutrition. I'm always still learning. And if you are listening to this or watching this and you know a lot about nutrition and that's your thing and health, leave a comment, leave a helpful hint and help me um, with the things that I'm training for. Help those listening and those watching with what they can be doing um, because a lot of us don't know that much about nutrition and I don't either. I'm always learning and I would love any advice that I can get from y'all. And to end today's episode, I want to kind of just remind y'all of what the 4-8 men mission is and what the vision is for what I hope this brings to people. So the 4-8 men comes from where Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 4-8 that physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things holding present for this life and the life to come. So what the mission is, is that it encourages people to train their bodies physically, but that it challenges you to train yourself spiritually. And we never want to put more emphasis on how we train ourselves physically than how we train ourselves spiritually. So whether we're reading, we're praying, we're worshiping, all those things that we're training for godliness, we're training to be more like Jesus, 
that's more important than how we go to the gym or how we eat nutrition. That's, that's, it's more important than those physical things in our life. So the goal that I'm trying to do is just encourage people to go train physically, go work out, go be healthy, but that at the same time, it challenges you to look at your spirit, looks at your, to look at your soul, to look at your relationship with God and say, how can I cultivate this? How can I get this relationship with the one who created me? Because that is going to hold present for this life and the life to come. Our physical bodies are going to die off, but our spirit and our soul, that's going to, con- that's going to continue for the life to come. And that's super important that we work on that now while we're still on this earth. So as always, and once again, thanks so much for listening today to the Fort Men Podcast. I hope that you feel encouraged, loved, challenged, and also just inspired to go out and train your body physically and also train it spiritually and encourage people in their walk of faith with where they're at and call them to a higher life.